0: Listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. After Our Lady, John the Baptist is the purest and holiest person in all of Scripture, and probably throughout Christian history. Jesus will say about John, among among those born of woman, there is none greater than John the Baptist. And this holy man, John the Baptist, has many roles to fulfill in his mission. He is, of course, the... Immediate precursor of Jesus. That bridge between the old covenant and the new. He is a prophet. He's an ascetic. He is a preacher. And as St. John says in his prologue, he was not the light but he came to testify to the light. But there's also another role that John the Baptist fulfills and this role is more subtle and it's more quiet, but nonetheless, it is very important It is his role as a spiritual director. And maybe just before we unpack that a bit, it would be good to clarify, what is the role of a spiritual director? And at least the way I understand it, it is twofold. A spiritual director is someone who points out Christ in a person's life. And then he helps that person to respond to him. And today in the gospel, John the Baptist is doing exactly this. When John sees Jesus coming towards him today, He says these words, which we are very familiar with. He says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist is pointing out Christ to the people. But he's not pointing him out as saying, oh, here comes Jesus, Another prophet. Nor is he saying, Here comes Jesus, this holy man. Nor is he saying, Here is my successor, Jesus. But rather, John is deliberately using this Old Testament language of the Lamb, which would meant which is meant to teach his listeners of the sacrificial nature of Jesus. Since his listeners would know that the a lamb was the most common animal used in Old Testament sacrifice. It would also awaken in his listeners the prophecy of the suffering servant in Isaiah. Specifically when he describes the Messiah as a lamb who is led to the slaughter. And so John the Baptist is deliberately using this language and speaking in this way because he wants the people to know that Jesus, who I am pointing to, that he is the Messiah, He is the suffering servant and that the time has come now. And so John is fulfilling his first role as a spiritual director by pointing out Christ to others. And then John says, he is the one of whom I said, a man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me. John the Baptist is now teaching us how to respond to this revelation. And he is teaching us primarily by his own example. Jesus is, for John the Baptist, his only reference point in life. In other words, John the Baptist knows, not just in his head, not just because he knows the word of God, but he knows in the depths of his heart that Jesus alone is the cause That Jesus alone is the meaning and the very center of his life. And John never allows anything else to get in the center. He never ascribes or considers any other cause or meaning to his life except Jesus. which is why he will say later in John's Gospel again, when he sees Jesus, that he, Jesus, must increase and that he, John, must decrease. Jesus is his only reference point in life. And this sounds great, doesn't it? But actually, attempting to live this way can be quite terrifying. Because without necessarily intending it to be this way and without necessarily willing it to be so, we are oftentimes our own reference point In life. Maybe even our own religious communities or other people become the reference point of our lives. Meaning that so often we evaluate and we assess our life and even other people through our own thoughts, through our own opinions, through our own desires and through our own history. And that's not exactly bad, it's quite normal and quite natural, but it's also extremely limited, simply because it has us at the center. What John the Baptist is suggesting here is what I like to refer to as a Copernican revolution. Now, what is a Copernican revolution? You know, before Copernicus, who was a 15th century astronomer, we thought that the sun revolved around the earth. In other words, we thought that we were the center of the universe. And what Copernicus discovered is that it is the earth, us, that revolves around the sun. We are not the center of the universe. And that is true in the physical world is also true in the spiritual world. And this is how John the Baptist is teaching us to respond to the revelation and to the presence of Christ. We must revolve around him and not he around us. And this is so deeply purifying for us, which is why it's so important. You know, most struggles in any relationship, and this is certainly true in our relationship with God, but most struggles occur because there is a resistance, and again, oftentimes not intentionally. But there is a resistance to allow love to purify oneself completely. True love is selfless. And none of us are born selfless. It's quite the opposite. And so this deep purification that must occur is God's mercy in our life so we can grow in true love. Because at least for most of us, love always begins by being a bit naive, because it generally has oneself at the center and not the beloved. And as John the Baptist reminds us today, it can't be like this in our relationship with God. We must revolve around him. And so let us pray today that we can receive this wise teaching from this Holy Spiritual Director, John the Baptist so we could recognize the presence of Christ in our life and respond adequately to him. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans.